Well, I guess you just have to be prepared to die. Well, what? Cell phones, pay attention. I tell you, you start counting five like a sucker. Welcome back, bitches. Welcome back. Another episode of Mindful Mayhem. Let's see. About an hour and a half ago, got my second vaccine. So, waiting to see uh, how that goes for me. Uh, so far, everything seems alright. <laughs> no, no. Like, the only thing, like, my tongue started getting a little, like, tingly. Which could just be the, the fucking diabetes, so who knows. <laughs> no, no, I think, uh, I don't know, I don't think anything's gonna happen, I mean, the first one, I, I didn't feel shit, my arm was a little bit numb, but, I mean, that's really about it, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, like, it's so fucking funny being in there, cause, like, like, a lot of these people are, I just think it's funny when people are afraid of needles, so I'm like, what kind of a fucking pussy are you? <laughs> that you can't handle a fucking needle like one it doesn't hurt i mean you you barely even know especially this vaccine needle i don't know what kind of shit they're using but like you can't feel any of that shit which you know who knows but like yeah like i, I always thought that shit was hilarious like when you see like grown-ass people who are like oh man i can't handle needles i can't were you a fucking five-year-old like that's about whenever I got over the whole like needles thing. I was like five or six. Like you fucking bitch, <laughs> man. I, I love getting fucking stuck with needles. I think that shit feels great. Like sometimes I'll go donate blood and like, I don't even give a fuck about helping anybody because more than likely they're just storing that shit somewhere. But like, <laughs> like I don't give a fuck if it's helping. And they're like, Oh, you saved four lives. I don't Fuck that. Like, you could go chunk that shit out outside and throw it away, like, for all I care. Like, I just like the feeling, like, when you get stuck with a needle and then, like, you get lightheaded from, like, losing blood and you're sitting there like, oh, my God. That's why, like, oh, I'm so glad I never tried heroin. Because <laughs> I would be, well, I would be dead for sure. But, like, I mean, that is, like. That is my dream. Like, like, like if you could, you know, try any drug and like just to know what it feels like, but you don't get addicted. Um, there's no like repercussions at all. It's like literally you could just press a button and for 30 minutes feel what it feels like to uh, try that drug. Heroin is number one on my list. <laughs> that shit sounds like every and then. It has to be good because you know that if you get it, like if you start doing heroin, you're going to die. <laughs> like maybe not, you know, that day, but within a couple of years, you're going to be done. Like I, there are not a lot of people who have like came back from that shit. So, and everybody knows it. Everybody knows that shit's going to kill you and people still do it all the time. So it's got to be amazing. 
Holy shit. But yeah, I just, I think it's fucking hilarious that people are like, they can't handle needles and like freaking the fuck out. Like, and then, oh man. So speaking of, uh, you know, drug OD. So as we all probably know, uh, one of the greatest rappers of all time, DMX, uh, passed away. Well, from when I'm recording this, it was like a week, a week ago or so, maybe like five or six days ago. (laughs) Fucking terrible, man. Like, but this bitch, Demi Lovato, (laughs) I hate this motherfucker, man. Like, okay. So if you don't know, of course, like somebody else is getting attention. So she had to like chime in and make sure that that attention gets put onto her. So she said that, um, the DMX overdose scared her, uh, because it could have been me. (laughs) What the fuck is that? Like you fucking conceited egotistical piece of shit. Like, I mean, one just, I mean, don't say anything. Like if that's the only thing that you can say, just shut the fuck up. Just don't say anything. Just leave it alone. Like what the, why do you have to make that shit about you? You piece of shit. Like, and one, you should have OD'd. Well, you did. She fucking did OD. Like she OD'd on like crack or some shit and just didn't die. But I mean, like get the fuck out of here. Like, like how in this like this pity party bullshit that she had like oh people make fun of me cuz I'm fat bitch you're hot as shit nobody's like nobody really gives a fuck like and you're not even fat like you are not fat i am fat and still when people make fun of me for being fat i'm not like oh my god i got to go do heroin now no no you dumbass like just like you're fucking hot like super, like you. Oh my God, Demi Lovato is super hot. She's a dumbass, but she's a hot one, <laughs> which they usually kind of uh, correlate. So <laughs> I was like, God, you, what a piece of shit, man. Oh, speaking of, so also, I uh, so before the old vaccine, I went to the doctor's office uh, for a little routine visit, and I thought I would read you my results. <laughs> <laughs> so uh here let's see let's see so my blood pressure 117 over 69 fuck yeah really fucking good however <laughs> my weight 373 <laughs> let's see weight 373 height 63 pulse 77 i guess that's good but yeah like so one blood pressure 117 over 69 so, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with being 373 pounds if my blood pressure is fucking perfect. And, of course, they try to, like, fucking guilt trip you. They're like, how, how, how many packs of cigarettes do you smoke a day? And I was like, a day? Like, I don't really even smoke a pack a day. Like, sometimes I do. But, like, typically it's, like, you know, maybe three quarters of a pack a day. And, like... Then they're like, oh, okay. And then like, uh, would you be interested in quitting? No. (laughs) Fuck no, I don't care about quitting. You're out of your goddamn mind. That's like the one vice I still have. And, um, you know, fast food. But yeah, like get the fuck out of here with that shit. Let's see. 
what else has been up? So, uh, oh, fuck, I watched Kid 90, which if you haven't seen Kid 90, you need to watch it. That shit is really fucking interesting. So it's like, in case you don't know, Soleil Moon Fry made it. And she is, um, well, she played Punky Brewster back in like the like, 80s. And apparently like throughout the 90s, she had just been recording like home video like every day of her life with, um, you know, she was super close friends with like all these people like Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Wahlberg, uh, what's his name? Balthazar Getty. Um, the one fucker from Beverly Hills 90210, I think. Um, I don't know. Just a bunch of like famous ass people from the nineties. Like she was like super good friends with them. Uh, but <laughs> so they kind of like, they don't directly say, it, but they talk about how she lost her virginity. And so the whole thing is basically about her being a teenager through the 90s and what it was like to be a teenager in the 90s. Um, and <laughs> she talks about how she like lost her virginity and they're they're not coming right out and saying it, but they're like highly suggestive of that she lost her virginity to Charlie Sheen. So, which is probably not uncommon. I'm sure there are thousands of people who have lost their virginity to one of them, either Charlie Sheen Emilio Estevez or Martin Sheen. But, <laughs> you know, they say that Charlie Sheen's like 29, or 25 or 29. One of the, I think 29. And, you know, they don't say how old she is when she loses her virginity. <laughs> but the whole documentary is about her being a teenager. So they're hinting at the fact that, like, she was young. <laughs> and so I think that's why they never, like, directly say it, but she'll be talking about losing her virginity and then they'll immediately play like a voicemail from Charlie Sheen and show pictures of Charlie Sheen's like, hmm, like, bitch, I think like, yeah, I think you let Charlie Machine, well, not let, I guess I shouldn't say that, but Charlie Machine definitely, or Charlie Sheen definitely uh, molested you. <laughs> Which is probably pretty common for, for uh, Charlie. <laughs> oh man but it was interesting like it was sad too because like a lot of her friends like committed suicide or like drug overdoses i think like um i don't know it was also interesting because like you would think more of them would be gay like i mean i look i assume that if you're an actor you're probably gay to a certain extent <laughs> like james franco for sure uh, but if you can fucking go back in time, like Marlon Brando was gay. It was like banging Richard Pryor. Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn had like a fake marriage kind of thing because they were both gay. Uh, Cary Grant was gay. James Dean. Apparently like James Dean, I think, was fucking Cary Grant. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, because people don't really, they kind of forget that like, these people were like the weird kids that were in like drama. Like, they were in, like, drama club in high school. Like, they weren't, like, cool kids. Like, they played cool people in movies. But, like, you have to remember that those kids were, like, losers in school. Or, I mean, you know, like, the stereotypical, like, you know, drama geek. And they just happened to, like, become famous and start playing roles that make them look cool. But, like, I mean, they weren't fucking, like, popular kids in school. And so it kind of makes sense that, like... You know, like, all these people, like, I mean, in a lot of directors, like, they're all, like, like, it's just funny that, like, it's still kind of, like, a taboo to be a gay actor. 
<laughs> but like, who the fuck are, are, are you worried about? Like, who are you fooling? Neil Patrick Harris is openly gay. Nobody gives a shit. I mean, Tom Cruise should be coming out any day now. Um, and who would care? Also, who would be surprised? <laughs> like, there's no way that little fucker isn't gay. <laughs> John Travolta also. Like, it's just... Like, why do you care? Like, why would you care if you were gay? Especially if you're a gay actor, because, like, people just assume it already. Like, Will Smith, I assume, is gay. Like, all these people, like, I mean, I don't know. I just assume that they are. And maybe that's bad of me. I don't know. But I think I'm right, so I don't really care. But <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, let's see space. Oh fuck. So this shit is hilarious to me. So you like last time I was talking about how, um, you know, they removed Pepe Le Pew from space jam two, because it's kind of a, had like a little bit of a rapey vibe <laughs> back in the day. Uh, I just, you know, didn't really understand like what no meant. <laughs> I just like, he's kind of like Ben Roethlisberger-y. <laughs> like was it outright rape or did he just kind of like was he a little um you know hard of hearing <laughs> and uh no but so i saw this like little screen grab that somebody sent me of space jam 2 so he's removed like they removed pepe Le Pew from space jam 2 which this movie's going to be a fucking disaster anyways but i guess part of the the idea of the movie is that like lebron and like the Lunatics people or whatever are going to be like traveling through different movies to like recruit different movie characters to like be on the team, like Gandalf and shit. But the fucking people from a clockwork orange are in it. <laughs> it's like, okay, look, I get the Pepe Le Pew thing. Like I get it, but has anybody of fucking Warner brothers ever seen a clockwork orange? Because there's like four different rapes in that movie and they are graphic. <laughs> I mean, kind of hot, but still pretty graphic. <laughs> like, he fucking rapes a woman while he's beating the shit out of her husband, singing singing in the rain. And, like, putting a fucking, like, racquetball in her mouth. Or a tennis ball, I think. And, like, cutting her clothes up and shit. And, like, taping her and, like, just slaps the shit out of her. Like, I mean, he also kills a woman with a giant dick statue. I mean, there's a lot of shit in A Clockwork Orange that... I mean, that movie's pretty fucking rough. Even, I mean, even by today's standards, it's pretty rough. And the movie came out in like 1970, 71. But it's like, so you're going to have these characters who like in the first five minutes of a Cockroach Orange beat a homeless man to death. <laughs> and like, you're going to have them in this movie. But fuck no, do not have Pepe Le Pew in this movie. <laughs> well, because Pepe Le Pew like, you know, was a little too flirtatious. I mean, big fucking deal. Like, I just, I thought that shit was bizarre that they would be, like, that you would take out Pepe Le Pew, but add in the people from A Clockwork Orange. <laughs> like, they might as well have fucking OJ in there. <laughs> like, OJ just stabbing basketballs with a knife. <laughs> I'm sorry, LeBron, I just don't know what else to do. <laughs> All right, man. Oh, I got some good-ass videos sent in, so fuck yeah. Let's get to that shit. All right, let's start it off. 
Satan don't care about you, your sister, your mama, your brother, your daddy, your uncle, your cousin, your nephew, your best friend. Satan don't care about you. I'm telling you right now, right here, Satan says he hates you because you are a physical being that can connect to the heavens, to Jesus like he can't. Therefore, he wants to deceive you. He has no power. And I always tell people, and like, I love Okay, okay, that's enough. <laughs> Hosanna. No, oh my God. Yeah, it's true. Satan does not care about your parents, your sister, your mom, your best friend. But he does care about your grandparents, apparently, because he left them off the list. <laughs> Satan fucking loves Nana and Pop Pop. <laughs> oh, my God. This shit. What the fuck? Uh, uh, that shit is fucking mind numbing. <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, let's get another one going. Have you noticed that you've been seeing the same okay. things over and over again? Maybe you're same reading the same things concept. over and over again. Maybe you're hearing the same things over and over again. It's not a coincidence. It could be the Lord speaking to you. About a year ago, the Lord started showing me lions. Just like this. The Lion of Judah. I would read it in scripture. I'd hear it in songs. I would see it in pictures and magazines everywhere I looked. And I was telling one of my girlfriends about it. And she said, have you ever watched Narnia, The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe? And I said, I haven't. So I watched it. And of course, the lion represents Jesus. So the next day after I watched it, I asked the Lord, I'm like, what are you trying to tell me with the lion? And he said, I want you to know that every time that you see a lion, I'm just showing you that I'm there and I've never left you. What's he showing you? Okay. <laughs> well, 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 well. Oh. Yeah, somebody's going to end up trying to fuck a lion within the next like 2 or 3 days. <laughs> this is this is where uh where furries are invented. Like what the fuck? Like do you not know that, like, that's how shit works? Like, that's not God putting something in you. Like, okay, like, whenever you buy a car, you suddenly start seeing that car everywhere. That's just how shit works. Like, that's not because of fucking, that's not, like, divine intervention. Like, oh, suddenly you see lines everywhere. Like, oh, and then in Chronicles of Narnia, Aslan's one. Fuck you. Like, that's not... Oh my god, these people make me fucking sick. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, let's let's find another one. Oh yeah, 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 here we go. There are two primary reasons. My experience of my gender is unique and myriad and doesn't at all fit the frameworks of colonial binary. Through the lens or in defiance of the binary, she is most accurate. Her pronouns validate my gender less than my transgressive relation to society. The other reason is that through my adolescence and early adulthood, trauma and autistic gender masking and internalized misogyny had me perpetuating a lot of violence against women. I don't believe in grand or epic ideas of atonement and redemption, but I do owe the collective psyche a debt for the damage I caused through masculinity. Through the color of my skin and my birth assignment, the system has and still does use me to perpetuate its violence. We're not doing that. Fucking holy shit. Uh, what the fuck does that mean? Colonial what? God, okay, this idea that that, what the fuck, how was that a colonial, 
Like, what does that have to do with, like, colonizing? <laughs> like, the idea that there are, like, two genders. Not a colonizing theory. Like, it's like a scientific theory that, I mean, is arguable. But, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, God, that microphone pisses me the fuck off. Everything about this guy pisses me off. Or this person. Sorry. It's just... It's the fucking bald head, but probably can grow hair just fine. The eyebrows, the fucking ear, everything about this person just makes me fucking sick. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my God. All right. Well, that's, oh my God. I don't want to keep seeing shit like that. Uh, so the other well, day, one of my friends asked me, hey, Indigo, how do you differentiate between plural and singular when you are using neutral pronouns? So I was thinking about it, and I feel like that's one of the main arguments that transphobic people have against the use of neutral pronouns. A lot of people are stuck in the mindset that they, them can only be referring to a group of people. There's a really, really big thing that we can all be doing to make it easier to denote whether we're referring to a singular person or a group of people. Just, just add a qualifier. Both of them all of them. For example, you're talking about two people, one of whom uses she, her, and the other of whom uses they, them. If you say, I was talking to them, that means you're referring to the singular person using they, them pronouns. Oh, I was talking to both of them automatically qualifies it as plural. So I'm personally going to start trying to get into the habit of that. And I feel like if more people did the same, then there would be a lot more clear communication, less tripping over pronouns, and even less of an excuse for tri- <clears throat> Yeah, um, what the fuck? I'm telling you, this shit is infuriating to me. Like, uh, like it's, it's not even like a, a, um, like a transphobic thing or a trans, like pro trans. Like it's nothing to do with that. It's like a grammar thing. Like that's not how that fucking works. They, them means more than one. <laughs> like, like, oh my God. Like, oh, this shit drives me fucking nuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and look, I will call you whatever you want. Like, I will call you whatever your pronoun is. Fuck it. Just tell me and I will call you that. But don't go on here and like give this like lesson on like, on like pronoun etiquette and like, because who the fuck are you to like oh i don't know it's just like the fucking arrogance with people like this is insane to me god and your little fucking haircut fuck off all right let's let's find please let me find something different than this well this is about as different as it gets <laughs> God. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna fucking pass out. <laughs> oh, I love watching. <laughs> I don't know, there's something just inherently funny. Well, maybe now is not the right time to say this, but like there's something inherently funny about Asian people being terrified. <laughs> like, oh god, that's not that's gonna come across really wrong. 
okay, not like in a real way, but like this shit. Their laugh, like not laugh, their scream is the fun. Hold on, I gotta just let's play this shit again. It fucking scream. <laughs> Look at how he's just so fucking afraid. Like, <laughs> which also, I would be too. I would be screaming way worse than that. My scream, oh my God. Like, also, this is a very white activity. Like, crawling across uh, some janky ass bridge with a bungee cord is very, very white people behavior. Like, we're the ones who, like, don't have risk in our daily life. So, like, we create our own risk for no reason. And I think that's, like, yeah, so this is kind of surprising. But also, um, oh, my God, I love, I love that shit. One more time. One more time. Just got to hear that scream one more time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god let's see if i got anything else um oh yeah here's a good one oh. <laughs> uh, okay so i'll be honest with you i've known so many people that are like this this shit isn't even like it's not even shocking to me anymore like i've known so many people like through school relatives all kinds of people that this shit is fun to them to trade licks god damn and of course of if you notice the fucking shirt let me see yeah see see it that fucking shirt. Of course he's wearing an Avenged Sevenfold shirt. <laughs> like, that's a very Avenged Sevenfold fan activity. <laughs> to just sit around and punch each other. God damn it. Where the fuck are they? They're in like a... Sh God. Ugh. Everything about this shit is fucking gross. I'd rather listen to the fucking... Uh, uh, you know, colonial, colonial pronoun, blah, blah, blah. I'd rather listen to that fucking guy than listen to these two Jagoffs fucking trade licks. God. All right, let's see. Let's see if I got any more. Ooh, here's some meth ones. She looks like if, uh, like if Jada Pinkett started doing meth. <laughs> God, everything about that just made my fucking skin crawl. God. Like, it's her, her little fucking walk. Here, where is it? Where does she do it? Right here. This little fucking walk that she does after she slams it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
right here. <laughs> I really wish I wasn't white. <laughs> Sometimes I fucking hate it. Like, I hate having to be like, like, I have to apologize for these people. <laughs> like, it just is fucking, oh, it's so gross. Like, and then she looks like a fucking Yorkie. <laughs> like, I know people that have dogs that look a lot healthier than her. But have the same fucking haircut. I just everything about this is ah, Alright, let's see. Let me do let me see. I think this might be the last one. But it's a meth one, so it's gotta be good. So my cousin Katie did my makeup. We're getting ready to go to the bar. Oh, what y'all think? I don't do makeup. Oh yeah. <laughs> um I think makeup is the least of your worries. <laughs> I think I'd be putting a little more emphasis on um, the dental side of things. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I, I, <laughs> like, I think having some mascara and eyeshadow is um, not really going to cover up the fact that you have three teeth and they're all about four inches apart from each other. <laughs> it's like an unfinished fence. <laughs> oh my god like her teeth are like completely in line with her like eyes <laughs> like uh it's like one of the things from uh where the wild things are like that <laughs> like she has a little like Ch oh my god see kids this is why you don't do meth well you try it once or twice and then you don't do it anymore but like <laughs> this is what happens once you take it that third, fourth, and fifth time. <laughs> you end up with that shit. Good God. Like, I know that for a lot of people, this kind of shit is, like, very surprising to them. But let me just tell you, this is, uh, this is very common behavior where I'm from. Like, very common. <laughs> like, I could look out my window... And see somebody that looks like this nine times out of ten. So, disgusting. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess that's going to wrap up this episode. Holy shit. Covered a lot of interesting things. RIP to DMX. Oh, man. Well, thank you for taking that ride with me. I will see you next week. <laughs> Well, I guess you just have to be prepared to die. Well, what? Pay attention. Get off your cell phones. Pay attention.